Welcome to another episode of Zuzaman. Hi, Tzipi. Hi, Tzili. And hi, Sapir. Hi, Sapir Hendelman. Sapir Hendelman is the guy who is leading the peace talk simulation that we do in the Charlie Resolution Center. Sapir, tell us a little bit about it. I think it's better than I will explain what we're doing at the center because it's a variation of what you started, basically. Yes. Uh, if we talk about conflict and conflict resolution and peace, so we have the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. This is the best laboratory in the world. Why to, why to miss this kind of opportunity to learn about conflicts? So Tzili, me and Nir that is going to join us, begin to think how to involve the people in the peacemaking process. Because we saw all the time that leadership are talking and it leads to nothing. So we developed something that we call solution-focused negotiations, people-to-people negotiations. We started with experiments. We took an Israeli delegation, Palestinian delegation in front of an audience. We gave them five sessions to reach agreements. We gave ground rules not to demean each other, and not to go to historical debate, I did to you, you did to me, and so on and so on. We have a process. But hold on, Sapir. Let's go yes. back a little bit and tell us a, a little bit where you come from and how did you come about and how this was developed so people understand a little bit more about what we're talking about. Because the conflict is here, but we need to get to it somehow. Sure. Uh, I finished my PhD. And I wrote about the ethical limits of manipulation. Hmm. And there's a famous professor at Harvard University, his name is Herbert Kelman. And he was very interested in my work, so he invited me to Harvard. And I found out that Herbert Kelman is doing research in many dimensions, but most of his work was about diplomacy and peacemaking. I didn't know it, I came to speak about manipulation. And I started to learn what he did. Track two diplomacy, track one diplomacy. And then I started to look at situation in Northern Ireland and the, and the South Africa. And I came to conclusion, me and Kelman, that one of the missing component in almost any peacemaking initiative is the involvement of the people. And without the people, it's not going to work. Peace process progress, violence increase, Israelis believe that Palestinians are not human beings. Palestinians believe that Israelis are not human beings and everything is collapsed. And the question was how to involve the people in the peacemaking process. So I started to develop something that we call public negotiating Congress. I learned what they did in Northern Ireland and South Africa. They did something that called multi-party Congresses, politicians, visionary leaders invited all the political parties to a major public negotiating Congress to debate. And these Congresses establish collapse, reestablish again and again, violence increase until at certain points, the people said enough and leadership can conclude agreement, use Kelman's tools. So I came to these ideas and Kelman told me, if you're not going to publish it, I'm going to publish it. So I published it. And I started to build models. Then I got some kind of a fellowship and in peacemaking in St. Louis. And I presented a lecture. I gave a lecture about this kind of models and how to, 
to involve models, elites and people. And one of the audience asked me, okay, you present model, what are you going to do with it? And I said, let's start to do an experiment. Let's take an Israeli delegation and Palestinian delegation, give them five sessions to reach agreements. Two ground rules, not to demean each other and not to go to historical debate. And Two how moderate. did you choose the people? When you, do it, when you do it in abroad, you just publish it and you get Israelis and Palestinians that are there. And they, we have two moderators, Israelis and Palestinian. Mm -hmm. So I, I choose the Israelis and I try to do it that it would be people from all the political spectrum. And silly, you know better than me that in New York, in all the, you have people from everyone. You have settlers, you have whatever you want. And Professor Mazen Badra, my partner, he chose the Palestinian delegation. So we started to do it. So the first stage is trust building measures. Now, we can distinguish between two kinds of trust, working trust and basic trust. Basic trust is something that me and my, my, my daughters, that they know that they trust me, that I'll do the benefit, everything for, for their benefit. It's something that is not achievable in situation of intractable conflict. Israelis do not believe one, word of Palestinians and Palestinians do not believe one word of the Israelis. But you can develop something that called working trust. The meaning is that I'm going to show them that my interest is to reach peace and they are going to show me that their interest is to reach peace. And then we develop something that as I called working trust and we can continue working together. So after the reach trust building measure, then they started to negotiate what is the solution to the conflict, and they negotiate different proposals. They reach, for example, one state, two states, whatever you want, and then the main four topics that to implement this kind of a solution, for example, borders, Jerusalem, refugees, and the securities. So we did it in major university around the United States and the Canada. And we saw that they all the time reach agreement. And silly, according to your question, we found out that, for example, that Palestinians that are resident a lot of years in the United States are very different than Palestinians here. The priority is different. So we did stipulation. You can participate in this only if you are no more than five years in the United States. Right. But then we said, okay, we show it, but we have to do it in Israel and Palestine because this is where the conflict is. So I came back to Israel and I was sure that I'm going to win the Nobel Prize because I find the solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Until now I disappointed that no one is giving to me. <laughs> and we started to do, to do small congresses. And I met Sili and I met Nir and Sili, put her input and her center. And at the beginning, it was very, very difficult how you bring Palestinians. So the first stage, we did it in, in conference rooms at a, a Zohar house in the middle of Tel Aviv. And we bought settlers, we bought generals, whatever. And again, the rich agreement. But we saw that we cannot attract attention. So we started to do it in the streets. This was the second oh. stage. 
the first stage was at conference rooms. And by the way, to be in the United States, a big hero is very, is very easy. To be in Israel, it's, it's much more complicated, much more complicated. Yeah. So we did it in Habima Square. And when you do it in Habima Square, 1,500 people comes because people are passing there. So we have a TV show, and then we did it in Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, when you do something like this, violence starts because you just put a sign Israeli-Palestinian Public Negotiating Congress in the middle of the Mashbir Plaza, hundreds if not thousands of people are coming and violence starts. Yeah. And then the police have to make order. And then we did it in Ramallah. Wow. And if you think that there's Israeli crazy people, you didn't meet the Palestinian crazy people. So when you do it in Ramallah, it was also they threw stones, but we, we are stubborn, we, we do not give up. Even we continue and we negotiate and we reach agreement and we march to the prime minister home to give the, the agreement, agreement and so on. So. so this was the second stage to do it outdoor. The third stage was to do mass public negotiating Congress. We brought 600 people to Rothschild Boulevard in Tel Aviv. 300 Palestinians, 300 wow. Israelis, mm -hmm. all over Rothschild Boulevard, it began to be one peacemaking stage. And a few months later, we brought it to a Rabin Square, Rabin Square. 2,000 Israelis wow. and Palestinians negotiate peace. You can, can you imagine that in Friday morning, 18 buses from the West Bank are coming to Rab Rabin Square and 1,000 Palestinians with the flags are getting out of the buses to negotiate peace with the Israeli Palestinian public. And we cooperated, so we started to think what to do. So Tzili said, it's all nice, but we have to institutionalize it. And then my idea was to start bringing it to schools. And every year we used to take three, four schools, Israelis and Palestinians, and they negotiate peace in different places. Well, first of all, just to explain a little bit, because what I ask Sapir is to, to adopt it for teenagers, and uh, because I wanted to do it in the center. And in the center, it was a given because we had 20% um, uh, Israeli students, 20% Palestinian students, and then we had the, the student from all over the world. So it was already a lab. So we just uh, planted it there. And then we had the Israeli and the Palestinian schools, which we had a very different uh, program with them. And we even took it to the University of Haifa where we started to do it on a, much larger scale and the corona uh, uh, froze the whole thing. So, um, okay, you can continue. Is it a straight negotiation process or acting, a role acting? Like no, no, it's really, you have Israelis and Palestinians. Israelis yeah. in the Israeli delegation, Palestinian delegation. So no, there is no, no role change, there is no change of no, role. No, 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 no. So no, it's Israeli not a relation actually. It's very difficult. Well, with the no, but but when simulation, simulation is when it's yeah. not the official, it's not the government, it's not. Uh, it's nothing to do with government, yeah. but I thought that simulation no, is know, when you play 
I play Palestinian, and if you're Palestinian, well, you in the school, especially in the center, it is a simulation because you have to cut it to groups, and not everybody's Israeli, not everybody's Palestinian, and not everybody's the rest of the world. So that's why. Yes, appeal. The next projects that we did, we established something that called the Congress of the People. We took one. We took 120 Israelis, and I presented them seven options, seven uh, alternative solutions to the conflict. They pick three of them. And for half a year, every month they negotiate, they, every group negotiate, you know, 120 people, you divide it from three. And every group negotiate different solutions mm -hmm. for half a year. And the plan was that in uh, March last year, to have a huge conference when thousands of Israelis and Palestinians coming to Tel Aviv, we present them the three alternative solutions and they vote in ballot boxes. However, we have the Corona crisis, so we have to stop it. So everybody's coming here. Yeah. And here, and we have a, you know, we have some, you have, we had the BBC play, a, a cover, an Australian channel cover. And then Neil Kaftori entered the picture. And Neil says, we do it all the time. We got a lot of experience. Let's do it online. We got a lot of experience in solution-focused negotiations. Let's help ordinary people to handle their disputes. And I just want to say one thing in brackets. I don't know if, if our initiative contributed or not contributed. The fact is that now you see in the government, uh, Jewish people and Arab people sitting in the same governments. Yes. So, so second, I want to near to introduce himself and tell us what, what he's doing and then we can put it together with the whole idea. Yes, Hello there. Mm, okay, Sapir made it simple. I will make it even simpler. Uh, my life has two parts. One before I met Sapir and the one since I met Sapir. Oh. <laughs> wow. Typical <laughs> moments. Uh, it was a major moment in my life. But uh, in my background, as Sapir mentioned, I was in the Israeli high-tech company. I work, I used to work for uh, MDocs, which is a very large IT uh, Israeli company. Uh, I was also on relocation in St. Louis, Missouri. So me and Sapir were in the same place, but not in the same time. Uh, <laughs> after I left uh, MDocs, I- uh, He was the vice president, he's very modest. <laughs> Not the vice president in a large company like Amdocs, there are tens of vice presidents. I was one of them, uh, but I was the CIO, chief information officer of the company. Wow. Uh, when I left Amdocs, uh, I moved to work for IBC, which is the interdisciplinary center. Uh, now it is a private university. Uh, not far away from here in, in uh, Herzliya. Yeah, Professor Reichmann is the head and the founder. And uh, I used to work for him as, again, something similar to CIO. Uh, and in addition to the regular IT work, we tried to push uh, also new technology for learning 
for the students. So the professor will not just stand as he used to in front of the blackboard or whiteboard and talk and draw some uh, stuff on the, on the board, but use some new technology in order to help the students, the, the white generation, to be uh, more active during their, their lesson. Um, so this is about uh, uh, my professional career. Okay. I met Tahir because uh, we share, we have apartments, in the fa my family has an apartment in the same block or building where he lives now. So in one of the meetings where all the tenants were arguing about uh, what to do with the bad situation of the, of the building, they were like discussing for three hours, you know, in the Israeli way, shouting, uh, not allowing anyone to finish a sentence, not agreeing about anything. And it was almost a disaster. And then somehow by luck, uh, just before we all left very frustrated, I suggested the solution uh, that we will do a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and uh, everyone will be happy. And then we will find the right uh, thing to do. And probably because everyone was already exhausted, they agreed and we left the room happy, happy and uh, with a good goal to have together. So the next morning, Sapir called me and he said, Nir, you were fantastic. You were amazing. I need you. You, you must come and negotiate with the Palestinian. <laughs> I thought, I Just thought let me interrupt a little bit. I went to the internet. I said, this is not a regular person. A regular person don't uh, have this kind of idea. This kind. So I look at the internet and I know what I found. Yes, please continue. <laughs> okay, I didn't look at the internet. I thought maybe Sapir is a secret agent from the government and he suggested I will solve the peace process with the Palestinians. So I said, yes, I'm coming to, <laughs> to negotiate with Palestinians. But it appears that uh, I had to go to the beach of Tel Aviv for two days on the weekend, uh, me and uh, 12 other Israeli guys, and we discussed with the 12 Palestinians who came. I must admit it was a very special experience for me because I think I never saw a Palestinian face to face before that uh, in my life. Only when I was on you know, my military service and on Miloim, um, but I saw them on the other side of my rifles. Yeah, so it was not the same thing. Right. So it was really uh, two days very impressive. And what was really more amazing that we actually, we find a solution. Of course, not a professional solution, but uh, Sapir gave us five, six different uh, di dimensions of the conflict. And in all of them, we could find something that was acceptable by the Israeli side and the Palestinian side, and we wrote it down. And it was a very interesting experience from my perspective. So I agreed later to join one more time, something like that, or even twice, uh, until I was tired to discuss the same thing again and again. But I stayed in touch with Sapir and helped him in the background uh, with, the, uh, with the organization. Um, I was, I, I, I will tell Frank, you tell you frankly that I was frustrated when we, after we did the big uh, rally in the Kikar Rabin with 2,000 people, 1,000 from each side, 
our original vision was to double it every few months or every year. So after 2000, we should have reached 4,000, 5,000 and 10,000. And I believe that if 10,000 people will sit, you know, in one big uh, square in Israel, then it will have a real effect. The government will not be able to ignore it. The press will come, the international press will come. But for internal, internal reasons in the organization, it was found that it will be difficult, almost impossible. And actually we never did a larger scale uh, meeting than the one in Kikar in the Rabin Square. And uh, Sapir followed different uh, way like education and things like that. And I uh, not left, but I was less um, active in the organization. And then, as Sapir said, came the idea to maybe to do negotiation, not only face-to-face, -face, but also online. I think he gave me the credit and I don't deserve the credit that it was my idea. I think it was the idea of Sapir. And he approached me because I had the background that he thought is useful, the IP background that I brought with me. Um, so we are, uh, doing uh, some work on this uh, initiative for the last year, uh, one year or maybe a little bit more. And maybe Sapir will now continue from uh, that point to, to describe better the, our initiative. I just want to ask a quick question. I mean, online, I don't know exactly how it's implied, but um, when you chose the 10 of 10 and then 100 and 100 and 300 and 300, isn't it like a bit casting? I mean, no. how, or, or, you know what I mean by casting? I mean, each one came and knew what role he's playing. No, the Israelis, Israelis the Israeli roles. On the Israeli side, there are only Israelis. Of course, uh, Sapir tried to bring from uh, Israelis from different kinds of, uh, you know, background, religious, even settlers from the, Med from the West Bank people from North Tel Aviv, which are known to be, you know, small anim, uh, leftists who don't care about, um, about uh, holy places and things like that. So it was a mix of Israelis. Of course, from the Palestinian side, we were less uh, able to, uh, to know what kind or what type of uh, Palestinians were coming, if they are all from their left uh, Palestinian side or whatever, because there was a Palestinian who, were, who was selecting and bringing them. But actually, Israelis were representing the Israeli side and Palestinian, the Palestinian side. Right. There are and two different could... sections because we cannot decide for the Palestinians and we cannot give them the uh, permission to come. So it's really based on who can cross, who can come to us, who is active, who is not uh, afraid to get hurt. It's, it's a little bit different story. Uh, sometimes it was more random, sometimes it was planned, sometimes you had you have different gatherings. And in Israel, it was easier because, you know, we have access. Yeah, so, so how do you explain that you could reach consensus in so many, in, in, you know, quite a few meetings? Zippy, let's start uh, yeah. from the, the previous it's question. The magic, uh, the magic of uh, Sapir, Sapir yeah. Ray, maybe. Oh, no, it's not the magic of Sapir. <laughs> uh, first of all, in the negotiation, the negotiations are in four levels. One is between the two delegations. One is within each delegations. 
because me and you are not, even we are in the Israelis, we don't agree with each other. And me and you certainly don't agree with each other on major topics. The third dimension is between the delegation, the audience, and the fourth dimension is everyone with himself. Because everyone has doubts, except of the fanatic. Fanatic don't negotiate with himself and he will not come to this. Because this is a lost case. So the negotiation was sometimes, you know, it's very, very funny because, you know, Jewish people like to argue with each other. Sometimes the Palestinians argue so much with each other, so you don't know who was the Jewish and who was not the Jewish, except if you know the languages. So yeah. sometimes said, you, you sure you're not Jewish? You... This is first. Second, when I'm discussing refugees, I'm coming back home. So I'm coming to Ramat Aviv. He's coming back to Ramallah until he make program out of it. And it's televised. And when he said that all the refugees are going to come to the new Palestinian states, for example, he can, he can pay a price for this. So this, for them, it's not a joke. And now, when you do mass congresses, when 2,000 people, you have 40 negotiating tables, you cannot elect the moderators. Because you know, when you have five negotiating tables, so I know the moderators, I know that. The, when you have such a huge Congress, people that told me, you know, I make the moderation course and I know what to do. So, okay, I give him some instruction, let's do it. And some of them should not even approach the negotiating table. They certainly don't know how to moderate. And then we come to your question. Look, solution-focused negotiation is a very powerful tool to reach agreement. I'll tell you another example. Immanuel Kant, the great philosopher, says that if you take a bunch of criminals and put them on an island, they will come to an agreement how to create a decent society. They will come with a constitution. He just formalized it and didn't say how it's going to happen. We saw it in our own eyes. And this is the bone of the organized crime. Lucky Luciano took all the head of the mafia to Atlantic City for three days. And in three days, he built a constitution and built an organization with rules and how to behave and how this. This is the power of this kind of things. And what we are doing, we're talking about solution-focused negotiation. Instead of focusing on the problems, we are focusing on practical solutions. We are not analyzing the problem. Why the refugees are like this? We are neighbors, we are destined to live together. The refugees are not going to vanish. What we are going to, practical solution to this now. At certain stage, when uh, we started to think about online, near this is was everyone give the credit to another one. We said, give both the credit. Just let's move on. <laughs> okay. Everyone is in his personal life has conflicts, family, friends, and he leave them behind because they are barriers. He doesn't feel comfortable to, to negotiate and to solve it. He don't know how to do it. He thinks that the situation is going to aggravate. So he leaves the conflict and he's frustrated. 
it's going to every one of us. And the question was how we bring the knowledge that we learned from the simulations from the Congresses to every house in Israel and Palestine. So we start to develop our initiative, his name is Negoflict, Negotiation and Conflict. And we said, we are going to work in four dimensions. One dimension is the academic level to develop models and I'll, I'll present the model later, how to negotiate solution focused negotiation short terms and to write articles and things. The second dimension is the general public to tell about case studies, to give lectures and to, to give this kind of knowledge. The third leg is clinics and mediation clinics and centers in universities and in the, in the community. We are actually going to start a very soon one. And the fourth leg is the application. I have a and question. Sure. How do you overcome the emotional barrier moving from a um, interactive human, you know, activity to, to technology? Okay. So the initiative combined human mediator and computer technology. Computer cannot replace human mediator. It can help him. Mm -hmm. Computer cannot now. In order to, for people to reach an agreement, it's function of four variables: motivations, rules, emotions, and ideas. And let me elaborate now. Before, let me think. Let's tell you something online. When you speak about a conflict like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, there's the contact theory. Bring Israelis and Palestinians together that they will see each other and that they see that they're human beings. In family conflicts, sometimes you have to take them apart because they, when they're sitting together, they're making everyone angry. Yes, right. Taking apart and let them think in a clear mind the results are different. And we did a lot, a lot of negotiation like this. So the first variable is motivation. If me and Cipi are in dispute and we don't have motivation to solve it, so no, nothing is going to help. Right. However, motivation can, you can motivate people to solve it. How? For example, a mother the two, two, two her, her sons are fighting all the time. So she has the motivation to do it. A sister, I'm telling you about three cases that we did, we're doing all the time. A sister that her sisters are not fighting all the time. So we developed something that we call backroom negotiation. The mother is leading the negotiation and we are from behind tell her what to do and how to do it. It's so almost like psychodrama, no? What do you say? It's no almost way. like psychodrama. Psychodrama? Psychodrama is like you're playing the part of the mother or you taking place. And here, basically, they are sitting here in the little ear and they tell her what to say. So it's, it's a little bit different. Yes, okay, sorry. 
she, she, we, she, we guide her and she leads the negotiation. We, exactly what Tilly said. So this is the first motivation. Second, we need rules to the games, not to demean each other, not to accuse, not to get historical debate. We distinguish between resolvable conflict and not resolvable conflict. Conflict that we believe that is resolvable is conflict that you can negotiate. Viewpoints, we cannot negotiate. For example, if Nir and I love Miss Universe, I cannot tell Nir, you know, you love her 50% and I love her 40%. On you are going to love her from Sunday until Tuesday, and I'm going to love her from Wednesday until Saturday. It's impossible. But we can negotiate that he will go after her for Sunday until Tuesday, I'm from Wednesday until Saturday, and he will start. When we have this case that a young lady wants to spend out late, and her mother is all the time don't want her to spend out late. When they start to argue if she's mature enough or not mature enough, this is a dead end. But when she comes to solution-focused negotiation and you ask, what is the hour that can balance between the mother that think about the safety of the lady and the lady that want to say to have time, they reach a solution. So this is the second, the rules of the game. Third is emotions. Sometimes, silly as you know, when the emotions come up, people cannot talk to each other. So we have certain tools to get over this. One of these is shuttle negotiations. When the emotion goes up, Celia and I are not going to speak directly. Every message has to come through the moderator, Neil. And just when he approved my suggestion to tell Tzili, he brings it to Tzili. When the emotions are relaxed, you go back to the negotiation. So I don't understand what Neil will do. Hmm? Neil is the moderator. So you are developing um, a program that can interfere? It's basically an app, right? Yes. Think about WhatsApp, smart yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah, but can you explain how, how it works? Okay, uh, we started with, the, of course, the idea that we will develop the intelligent part of it, an AI yes. engine. Okay. okay. But very fast, um, it was clear to me at least, and then I explained it to Sapir that uh, computers are not so intelligent as people think usually. Uh, on the contrary, they are dumb machines. And uh, we will not be able to achieve what we want uh, only with the computer. And maybe we will be able to achieve part of it, but this will be only on, on the longer term because it will require a huge development with not just developers. We will need people with like PhD in, in different uh, Area. Uh, disciplines. So, because we have to understand emotions, you have to understand language. It's not, it's very complicated. Perception. And even the, and the best you can achieve is really uh, not very good. Uh, if people cannot negotiate, can we expect computers to negotiate instead of them? 
So we, we introduced the concept um, human in the loop. Okay, we, we reduced the, the amount of responsibilities that we thought to give to the computer itself. And currently in the first version that we are developing, it's mainly, um, I would say more procedural, okay? It counts the number of sessions. It checks the number, the, the amount of time that pass between uh, uh, one response to, to the next question, or, or even the, the amount of time that the person it take him to type his, his response. Think like that. We can but count- Just the a second, but Nir, so how can you, is this process can unblock blocks in the way of uh, presenting the ideas or uh, being angry or upset or uh, getting over something. How is the interaction between the moderator and the machine in order to help the people to cross all the blocks on the road? Okay, the, the main interaction is not uh, the moderator and the machine, but between the three people, okay? The moderator and the two negotiators. Right. We trust the, the mediator first to recognize that something wrong is happening. So then he can move to what Sapir just described, the shuttle mode negotiation. Yeah. He closed, the, he closed the, the direct connection between the two people. And yeah, they, can right. only, only, they can only talk to him for some time until he explained them. For example, look, the language that you are using is not uh, going to help you to do any progress. Or, uh, you know, to think like that until he reach an agreement with part one that if you want to, to pass a message to the other party, let's try to, uh, to write it in the right way. Okay, and only when they reach that uh, agreement, then he open again the, the triple negotiation and the other side will see right. uh, the points of the other side in a, in a way that will convince him to continue the, the, the process. Okay, so yes, this is human, not machines. What we plan to provide in the background to the mediator is usually uh, slowly, slowly our database will have more and more and more information because everything that is going to pass in the application will be of course kept in the, uh, in the database and will be analyzed. And when at the second part or later part uh, of the life of the application, the engine will be smart enough, it will push. Whoops. Whoops. Well, we're talking about peace process. We're talking about peace process and it's stuck now. All right, we're sorry because, you know, it's not easy to do a negotiation for peace. So we Nahon. have a lot of technological Nahon. problems with, with the height of And life is part of this. Right, uh, but Nir has to leave us. So right. thank you, Nir, and we'll okay. talk again and we'll stay it with you. It was my you. pleasure. Bye. Yes. Okay. Bye. Enjoy, enjoy Bye. the day and the process. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sapir, let's Sapir, go back. We Where go did back. We stop? And Nir will disappear. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. One thing about uh, if we continue about emotion, there's called there's a, in high tech thing that calls sentiment analysis. Yeah. The Which application is can analyze the the sentiments and can send the moderator not notification. Look out. 
here's the emotions are up by but you know he can see the see the certain words he has a dictionary certain words the intense of writing and so and so i can analyze and send the moderators some notification look out the emotions are high about ideas i'll give you an example for example you have a couple and this is a complex negotiation. We speak about a micro negotiation that you have, you know, a mother and a child. We are in heritage con conflict. We have many, we had many like this. But divorce is much more complicated. But regarding the first stage, you're coming with your wife and you say we have a problem in the relationship. So the question is what you want to do with it. And then the computer helped the moderators. And looking at you, you know, they have four options. They can get divorced, they can have open relationship, they can have share home separate life, they can have separate life, share home, what they want to do with it. When you start to negotiate, you expand the pie. It's not the property, it's also the benefit of the child. So the computer told me, you know, you have to create a value here. It's much more than developing, you destroying the other's life. Right. You have four topics that you have to negotiate. <coughs> Property, custody of the child, a, a support of the child and support of the lady. Let's start. If you're doing it in the state of New York, you're negotiating the shadow of the law. So the law said that until the age of 13, the boys are going to the mother. So it can help you to reach, to go to practical solutions. This is the idea. But this is much more complicated. But Sapir, I want to ask you something. You know, you yes. keep talking about and the computer and the only, it's not the only thing, but I have a very strong image of this human figure computer, the sweet, sweet, beautiful, gorgeous designed um, um, person, computerized person that can welcome you in every way, you know, when you come home and just squeeze your heart and it's a machine. So I, if I'm thinking about something like that, let's say that the moderator is a person like this computerized a person that has the perfect features that can squeeze every good emotion to honey, you know, from people, and you cannot resist, and he cannot answer back, and you know, he's basically programmed to calm you down, and there's no way, there's no feedback for anger. Do you think this is something that can help and can work with a human negotiation if you really take the computer? I don't think, as Neil said, I don't think it, the technology is, is in a situation that the computer can moder moderate. It's impossible. You don't but, have such- But it's not to moderate instead of people because there's something, mm -hmm. I remember that I, when I saw it for the first time years ago, I saw it in Palo Alto and I went to a, a place that, uh, uh, a beta eight. It's a, it's like a playground for a beautiful toys like that. 
And I was so taken by that. And you know, and you want to, you want to talk to this thing and nothing, you know, they talk like a machine. And then you really want to say, wow, this is so nice to have somebody like this to welcome you when you come home. Doesn't matter what you just, you know, it's <laughs> like to put the weapon outside before you come home and just to give it a hug. And then it repeats itself. Hello, my name is whatever, what's yours? Have a good day, whatever. If you feed this computer with few sets of conversations or at least uh, sayings that whenever, whatever you say, it keeps repeating itself till you say, you know what, I give up, let's hear or let's talk or let's let him stay in the room and watch us. But you know, it's nothing, it's program. Can't it help? Can it help? Perhaps the, I have two things to say about it. One thing that I amuse myself with an idea that you have a very smart machine that have the best phrases of the best courtship in the world. We you know when men court a wife. So I'm trying to date someone and he analyzed the take, the text and give me the best phrases, you know, and she, fall in love with it, with the boat, not with me, because sure. I have someone that back me. But let's assume that she has the same machine. So the computers negotiate with, it, with itself. This is one dimension. So, this is like what taking the movie hair to the next level, you know? <laughs> but yeah, 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 we are yeah. here still, so it has to, to work with us. Yes. The assumption in solution-focused negotiation is that people have the solutions themselves. You just have to stimulate it. Because people, you know, even the young lady and her mother, they brought the solution. We, we just help them, you need it. So if you have someone that gives them the motivation to do it, of course it can help. I don't, in certain place, in certain cases, the machines maybe can do it. Right. However, you need commitment to the rules. Yeah. I don't see at this stage that computer replace human beings. Yes, but, you but, know, you know, but listen for it, but I don't understand something. So you tell them don't talk about the past, right? No, not talking, like this. Okay. However, how can you uh, take, when I come to the negotiation table, how can you clean my fears? How can you clean uh, my conformity? to my group? How do you clean um, even, even my preconceived ideas that are inter, internalized? It? It's already part of me. Even if I don't put it on the table and I don't discuss the past or the differences between us, I'm still me carrying with me all those traits. How do you clean it? Yeah, yeah. that's a very good question. I'm not asking you to get rid of your past and I don't ask you to forget it, it's impossible. I'm trying to make you focus on solutions and not of the cause that led to this problem. I'll give you an example. We have an inheritance conflict, very difficult conflict between two brothers, her sister moderated and we helped them. So she told them the first thing, what are you doing? 
our father in the sky is crying, our mother is dying, look what you're doing. And try to think how to reconcile for the rest of the family. So instead of starting, I did to you and you did to me, yeah, let's think about practical solution that, that our mother can rest in, our father can rest in peace and our mother can help us. When I told you about the, the example of the child and the, uh, and the mother, we are not answering the question why the mother wants her to come late, uh, early, and why the this is a given. Let's think about practical solutions that can solve it. To tell you that it's going to solve all the problems of the world, it's not going to solve all the problems. Yeah, I understand. But at least they found a way to get over it. If you have a problem, and this is a little bit slight to coaching, a lady and her boy. A boy, when he's coming home, is all the time losing his temper. Why? Because dif different expectations. Different expectations are he wants to use the computer and they, he's brother. So they, during the negotiations, they find a way how to interact. Whenever he's losing his temper, he's doing some kind of a sign. He go to the room, relax, and then they dis discuss it when they have clear mind. And another issue. And this, especially in inheritance conflict. The computer can help you and the moderator, you can divorce a wife, but you cannot divorce the kids. a sibling. The fact that you took care of your parents, it doesn't mean that you deserve a prize. This is part of your duty. And this kind of information, because this is repeat, re repetitive, help the moderator. And the last issue that I want, intimacy between couple. And this is something that all the time going back. For example, the husband in the, one of the recent example, one of the psychologists that work with us led it. I tell his, tell his wife, told his wife, I want her to love you, to love me more. This is something that cannot negotiable. She doesn't love you anymore. But you can hug you him can once say a day. Maybe she loved her in the past and how to, to revive it. So they came to an agreement how to fight, to go out uh, you know, once a week to dinner, but he cannot negotiate. She doesn't love him. She doesn't want any intimate, intimate relation with him. So you have to be very practical and not to forget about the past. And if you bring the past just in a construct, try and constructive way, no, you did to me and I did to me because this is impossible. Wow, listen, listen, Tilly, there is so much components to this yeah. conversation and it's so much, yeah, yeah, it's, no, 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 I think it's wonderful because the big picture is that, uh, no, there are a few things that you said that actually can convince everybody that it's possible to bring two people from two different sides and you know, by conducting it and have rules, we can we can proceed. But it it's not, it doesn't. The leaders are not doing it, or I'm not sure if anybody does it with them when they meet. The question I don't know is they did also, it in Camp David. They did it in uh, also. 
But the question is also a generation uh, question because this, this kind of language is not appealing to every generation and every age. If you have an old person in one right. of the villages, I don't know if they can relate to this even. Yeah. It's so something your, that is yeah. really, uh, but it's something that needs to be addressed because most people today, most of the people that are involved in what's going on, they are familiar with this way. The question is really, but it, you know, it's like, based on experience like after every every simulation we analyze we learn we think we rethink for the next time we change certain things we try to adjust it we listen to what they have to tell us how what was working what wasn't working so the, the core is there but you're playing around it all the time and it changes all the time it changes that's all the really time. fascinating silly yeah I think it's very, it's fascinating, the whole process. And I think that uh, at, at least I'm optimistic that, the, that at one day there can be a pivotal moment when it will break through. Well, you know, that's what we hope Wishful for. thinking? No, 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 not no. wishful you thinking. You keep working hard. I mean, if, if it's a wishful thinking, we can close no, no. everything and go home. Um, yeah. no, no, wishful thinking, I, I mean, in the context of we hope for that and we're going to, you know, push it. In one we hand, are going to a, going to a pool of word, but also tricky. Yeah. But yeah, this, we keep doing. Yeah. Rights appeal. Amazing. Yeah. Tilly, thank in, you again for introducing me. In the personal, just the last word in the personal life. In general, you're going to have a pool of mediators and everyone has to have stars, you know, some rank, according to his success. Wow. And people can choose it. Like in college. And, and just until, uh, until you reach five, four or five stars, you cannot uh, charge money for it. And you, when you talk about academic center or academic clinics, what we are going to do, you have pool of mediators and the students themselves, you guide them, you lead them. Yeah. And they did it, do it in the community, they do it with them. You know, people, even, you know, the, the first time you can come to the clinic, meet with them, then you continue to negotiate online. And one of the amazing thing is, you see people that sitting in the same house and they negotiate through the computer instead of speaking to each other because they cannot speak to each other. One of the, just, all the time. And you know, one time uh, is that the computer is not taking side. So the, eventually, <laughs> the, the, the even if it works for few, you know, every time something else works for few, whatever we can do in order to work systems for people to really uh, overcome fights and arguments and be able, you don't have to be friends, you don't have to be, you know, to have active peace, just, just to least, listen, even to listen, at least stop the violence and the war. Yes. So, so yeah, let's Thank hope you. for the best. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. And thank everybody you everybody. Share with us. And the see you next, uh, next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.